Hi, I'm Arnie Skelton, and each week in this podcast series, I'm going to offer you my top 10 tips on particular topics or themes that might be of interest to you as a teacher or manager or both. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast, which is today all about memory. I'm going to offer you my top 10 tips on building and using a powerful memory. And of course, that can be particularly helpful um, for teachers working in the classroom and trying to remember names. So three of my top 10 tips are all about memorizing names. So if that's of particular interest to you, I hope this um, particular podcast is helpful. So here we go then, my top 10 tips on memory. Tip number one, uh, association. This is possibly the most powerful memory tool there is. The easiest way of remembering anything new is to associate it with something that is already in your memory bank. So, for example, if you want to remember somebody's name, then is there somebody else whose name you know that you already have, if you like, in your store? So, if you want to remember somebody called Arthur, who's in, uh, say, your class, then do you already know an Arthur? And if you can associate the new person with the familiar person, then you have a much stronger chance of remembering the new person. Uh, So, tip number one is associate the new with something that's already in your memory bank. Tip number two, and it's a a follow-on from tip number one about association, uh, which is to do with numbers. Uh, Sometimes people have to remember numbers, uh, for example, telephone numbers. And a long string of numbers like 0161, 437, 7702, it's a lot to remember, isn't it? So you might want to think about chunking the number down and breaking it down into some smaller parts, each one of which can be associated with a particular memory you already have. So if I take a a random set of numbers, for example, um, 74768.99, then 747 is a familiar aeroplane, a Boeing 747. So I think of 747 as an aeroplane. Then I think I said uh, 68. Well, 1968 was a particularly uh, famous time for me when I went to university. So I can remember going to university in 1968. So I remember 68. So I've got 747, which is the aeroplane. I've got 68, which is the time I went to university. And I think I then said 99. <clears throat> and I also associate 99 with an ice cream with a Cadbury's flake in it. So I've now got a picture of an aeroplane, university and an ice cream and that's going to give me seven four seven six eight nine nine so the tip number two is to chunk down a long string of numbers into component parts each of which you can associate with something familiar in your life tip number three and this is about making a story so if you're trying to remember um, a sequence of of, uh, items let's say an umbrella and a dish and a clock then you could perhaps make a story up about somebody walking with an umbrella um, because it was raining carrying a dish underneath their arm and noticing the time from the town hall clock 
So you've got somebody carrying a, a, an umbrella, uh, sorry, yes, carrying an umbrella with a dish under their arm and noticing the time on the town hall clock. There's a narrative there, there's a story, um, and the story is, is always easier to remember than the individual component parts. So make a story of the items you're trying to remember that link those items into a narrative, into a story. So that's tip number three, make a story or a narrative. Tip number four, I just mentioned a clock, and tip number four is about clocking in. And the idea here is that you create a time sequence that helps you remember uh, a set of items. So think of a clock face and think of um, your typical day. And suppose you want to remember, let's say, four things. Um, a tank, a photo, a bag, and a mobile phone. That's it. A tank, a photo, a bag, and a mobile phone. So you might say, I woke up this morning and fed the fish in the fish tank. I then um, went to... Um, the shop to pick up a, a photo that I'd had developed for me um, that I then um, noticed that I needed to carry a bag with me to pick up the shopping on the way back from the photo shop uh, and I also needed to um, take my mobile in for repair so that I fed the fish in the fish tank I went to collect a photo that I was having developed. I needed a bag to take the shopping or to collect the shopping and also to take in the mobile phone for repair. So there's a, um, a sequence there, but it's, it's, it's time related. So, for example, to make it really easy to remember, you say you woke up in the morning, got up at 8 o'clock to, f to feed the fish in the tank. Then you knew that at 10 o'clock you had to go and uh, collect a photograph. Um, and then on the way back at about 11 o'clock, you want to call into the shop to do some shopping. So you needed a bag for that. And then later in the afternoon, you needed to take the mobile phone in, in for a repair. So you put a time sequence into your random set of events. So I had 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, then 11 o'clock, and then in the afternoon. And it's, it flows because you can remember um, the timings. And the timings are associated with the, the objects. So that's tip number four, clocking in. Tip number five, again, a very familiar tool, which is uh, create patterns. Um, a lot of us are visual, and that means we can, we can think of something visually more easily than anything else. And the most obvious patterns are geometric patterns. So I use this a lot. If I want to remember... Uh, two things. I'll draw a horizontal line and put the first thing I want to remember to the left of the line and the other thing I want to remember to the right of the line. So I've got a line with something to the left to remember and something to the right to remember. So that's, a line's really good for remembering two things, one at each end of the line. Uh, three things is a triangle. So I'll put three things that I want to remember at the three points of the triangle. If there are four things I want to remember, then it would be a square, and I'd put the four things at each corner of the square. And for five, I would do a five-point star and put the five things I wanted to remember at each of the five points of the star. Uh, so that's really a useful technique for up to five things to remember. Um, so two, three, four, and five all associate nicely with, if you like, geometric shapes. And if you're thinking, well, what about number one? Then I draw a circle and put the word inside the circle. So I've got circle, 
straight line, triangle, square and five point star and they're all useful hooks for my random objects that I want to remember um, from one to five. Uh, so number six, tip number six is the use of mnemonics or acronyms and that's where you have a word and the letter of each of that word, the letter for each part of the word carries the thing you want to remember. So a famous mnemonic or acronym is SMART, S-M-A-R-T, and each letter in that word represents another word that you want to remember. So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Framed. And it's used to talk about setting objectives. So make sure your objectives are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-framed. S-M-A-R-T. So you can think of the word SMART and it automatically re re refers you to the five things you're trying to remember because you've got the starter letter for each of those words. So that's a mnemonic or an acronym. So either think of a word and then make each letter fit what you're trying to remember or write down the words of the things you're trying to remember and see if you can create your own acronym or mnemonic from that. Um, so, for example, I have a, a technique, a tool called KILN, K-I-L-N, which is useful to stock take in your review of, of any part of your organisation, your team, for instance, um, and how is the team performing? And so you could say, well, what is the in and about the team that we want to keep? what would we like to improve or increase, what would we like to see less of, and what would we like to bring in that would be new. So, what we'd like to keep, increase, less of or new, K-I-L-N, kiln. So there's a mnemonic that I use and have created for one of my particular techniques. So tip number six is use mnemonics or acronyms. Now tips seven, eight and nine all refer to um, what I mentioned at the beginning, which is learning names. You have a class full of people who you've not met before and yet you want to be able to use their names and connect to those people uh, as soon as you can. And there are three things I'm going to suggest. So tip number seven is repetition. If you are asking everybody in the class to introduce themselves, then repeat their name back to them. So if somebody says their name is Catherine, you can say Catherine. And then you can say, is that with a C or a K? Now, people appreciate you spelling their name correctly. So it's a really good thing to do anyway, to, to check any spelling. But of course, if, if, if they've introduced themselves as Catherine, and then you say Catherine, that's the second time you've used that, they've heard or used that word, is that with a C or a K? And they say, with a K, they say, okay, Catherine, with a K. So you've embedded the word Catherine by repeating it three times. So you're already starting to build that person's name into your memory because of repetition. And it's amazing, most, many, not most perhaps, but many names will take that check of spelling. Anne, is that with an E or without an E? Carol, is that with an E or without an E? Um, Stephen, is that PH or V? People appreciate you checking their name is spelled correctly and also it just gives you the chance to embed that name with that person. So that's tip number seven, repeat their name and, and check the spelling. Tip number eight is 
create a seating plan. So as they introduce themselves, write down their names on a sheet of paper in the order in which they're sitting. Because <clears throat> that's going to help you with this, the, the next technique. But you have a seating plan showing each person's name against their seat. So if you have five tables with four people on it, on each table, sorry, then you've got 20 people, but you've got them grouped already or chunked down into five sets of four. So that just makes it easier to remember. Four people around table one, four people around table two, and so on. So tip number eight is create a seating plan which will help you memorize their names better. You've got a visual anchor for each name. <clears throat> and then that leads on to tip number nine, which is the third tip about remembering names. And this is the one I think is the most powerful. Once you've had the class introduce themselves and you've checked any spellings and you've created a seating plan, then the very next thing you should do is give the, the class a group exercise to work on, on their tables. So give them a task to do. One that I use quite frequently is on each of your tables, if there's four of you on the table, find five things in common that you share. So what do the four of you share in common and and look for things that are a bit unusual or different and whilst they're doing that I'm remembering their names so I go around the first table in my head and think that's one two three four those that's David Jeffrey Susan and Brenda David Jeffrey Susan Brenda looking at my seating plan looking at their names picturing them sitting there seeing them and you do this for the four or five minutes that you've given them to do that group activity. They, the, the, the class, the students, are completely engaged in the activity. They don't see you spending time remembering their names. They're not watching you. They're not aware of you. They're just getting on with the task. And of course, depending on how many names you're trying to remember, is how long you give them for a particular task. It could be a two-minute task. It could be a five-minute task. It could be a ten-minute task if you've got a lot of people in the room. And then you find that when you've checked that out and you, you make sure you do know their names, so you go around each table in your head thinking, I know their names, now I know their names, then I know their names, and then you, you, bounce, you bounce their names. So you go to the third person on table four, then you go across to the second person on table one, and then you go to the fourth person on table three, and so on. You just keep flitting from one person randomly to somebody else just to make sure you have all their names um, wherever they're sitting and then when the exercise is over and they're ready to report back their five things in common you can say to the somebody on table one okay David what, what's your team what's your table come up with and then you go to to Brenda you know, what, what, what did you come up with and they're quite impressed that, that you know their names and they wonder how do you do that and it's because they didn't understand or recognize that whilst they were busy, so were you, busy remembering their names. So tip number nine is give them group work to do straight away to give you maximum opportunity to learn their names as early as possible. And then finally, tip number 10, and, and possibly my own favorite, and I've saved this till the last, which is um, using numbers as anchors for words. <clears throat> and quite simply, what you do is you take the numbers one to 10, and create a visual for each of the those 10 numbers. Now, it's up to you what kind of visual you create. I'm just going to take you through the visuals I have for numbers 1 to 10. So, number 1 is a telegraph pole. 
So every time I want to think of the number one, I think of a telegraph pole. Uh, my visual for number two is a swan. My visual for number three is a pair of open handcuffs, so they look like a three. My image for number four is a toy sailing boat, so the sail is in the shape of a four. Um, tip number five is um, a woman who's pregnant, so that the shape of the, the belly, if you like, is the, is the circular bit of the five. Uh, tip number six is a golf club, uh, so it looks like a, a six. Um, tip number seven is the front edge of a ship, the prow, or bow of the, bow of the ship, the front edge where the name is, that's, that's a seven. Eight is a snowman. Nine is a balloon um, held on a string. And ten is either Downing Street, ten, or a gate where the post is the one and the, the swinging part of the gate is the zero. So there we have the numbers um, represented by an image. Um, telegraph pole, swan, open handcuffs, toy boat, pregnant woman, golf club, ship's front, the, the, the prow, a snowman, a balloon on a string and a gate. And you remember those images, and you will always use the same images. And then what happens is you want to remember a, a, a random list of things, up to, say, ten things. Then whatever it is you're remembering, you associate with each of those images for each number. So suppose somebody wanted me to, or I wanted to remember um, a radio. Um, well, I'd, I'd picture a radio um, sitting on top of a telegraph pole. Um, suppose somebody wanted me to, or I wanted to remember um, a bag of sugar, then I would imagine a bag of sugar sitting on top of the back of a swan as it glides down the river. So I've now got um, a radio on top of a telegraph pole, and I've got a bag of sugar on, on the back of a swan. Uh, number three might be a cushion. I want to remember a cushion. So I think of um, a, a cushion with an open pair of handcuffs sitting on them. Uh, for, for number four, I might want to remember a chair. So I'd put the motif, the picture of a chair, right in the centre of the sail. So there's the sail, the toy boat, number four, and there's a picture of a chair on the sail. So now I've got the radio on top of the telegraph pole, I've got a bag of sugar on the back of a swan, I've got an open pair of handcuffs uh, resting on a cushion and I've got a chair image embedded on the sail of a toy boat and so on. So you'd create a, a, an association. Suppose I imagined a, a kettle. Well, number five, kettle would be um, a kettle sitting on top of um, a pregnant woman's uh, tummy. Uh, number six might be a, uh, a TV. So I can imagine... Um, a golf club swinging and instead of where it would impact on a ball it's now impacting on a television screen so I've got the idea of a, a golf club swinging into a television screen um, number seven I, I might be thinking of going on holiday to Paris so I want to remember Paris so I, I give the front of my ship the name Paris and so I've got what have I got I've got a, a radio uh, I've got a bag of sugar, I've got a cushion, I've got a chair, I've got a kettle, I've got a TV screen, and I've got 
the word Paris and so on for 8, 9 and 10. And once you have created a strong association with each of those numbers 1 to 10 then you'll find it pretty easy to recall them uh, in sequence too uh, because you've got a very strong visual association of the image of what you want to remember with your anchor point of, of what your visual is for each of the numbers 1 to 10. So that's it. Those are my top 10 tips for improving your memory. Uh, just to recap them again, tip number one, always associate the new, the thing you're trying to remember, with something that's already in your memory bank. Tip number two, in remembering numbers, don't try and remember the long string of numbers. Chunk the long string down into smaller component parts, each of which um, you can associate with a memory you already have. Tip number three is make a story or create a narrative linking the things you're trying to remember. Tip number four is put what you're trying to remember into the time frame of a day. 8am, 10am, 11am, 2pm, that kind of thing. Tip number five is use geometric patterns to help you remember sequences of numbers from 1 to 5. Sequences of, of, of of items 1 to 5. Uh, tip number 6 is to use mnemonics or acronyms like SMART. Tip number 7, the first tip about remembering names, is repeat their names back to them and check the spelling of their name. Tip number 8 is create a seating plan of their names. And tip number 9 is give them some group work to do immediately so that you can get busy remembering those names. And tip number 10 is create a visual anchor uh, for the numbers 1 to 10. And then once you have those, whenever you want to remember a sequence of, of random objects, associate each of those objects with the visual you have for each of those numbers in sequence 1 to 10. So that's it. Those are my top 10 tips for improving your memory. I hope you find that helpful. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe. You will still get the podcast for free, but you will also get an alert to let you know when the next podcast is available. And please recommend the podcast to anyone else you think might like it and benefit from it. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review and any other comment, because they'll help promote the podcast series on the relevant platform. So, bye for now.